Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You are now listening to Next On Scene. Next On Scene is tomorrow's scene today from up and coming products, designers, talent, musicians, celebrities, you name it, we want to showcase it. Are you next? Get Next On Scene with Jay-Z today. Welcome back, Next On Scene. Today, I'm so excited to have an awesome guest on the line from New Hampshire, but she does a ton of stuff in Boston, Amanda Hool, who is a parent strategist, which is so fascinating because we're going to talk more about how to take care of yourself when you have kids, right? And how to manage having kids, but also having a life for yourself. So we're going to have Amanda on very shortly, and we can't wait for you to learn more about parenting with a punch. Stay tuned, and we'll be back with Amanda. All right, everyone, I officially have Amanda Hool on the line, the parent strategist behind Parenting with a Punch. Hey, Amanda, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? Good. I'm so glad to have you on and excited to for you to share with our audience all about what a parent strategist is and how you fell into the world of parent strategy. So tell us how this all came about. Yes, of course. So my background. I have an undergraduate in psychology. I have a master's degree in dual general and special education with a specialization in early childhood. Um, I started off in working with children with juvenile delinquent boys actually in a residential home Uh, and then from there started working with children on the autism spectrum as a one-to-one um, behavior therapist, both children nonverbal and verbal. And then I hailed to Brooklyn, New York in 08, where I actually ended up uh, receiving, receiving my master's degree and started working um, with children as a one-to-one special education uh, itinerant teacher, where I pushed into general education private preschool settings 
and kiddos were uh, they got services through the state. They had to fall 30% or below in two of the developmental domains. So one of them was social emotional development, which for me is like the total backbone and um, my belief system um, in working with children. Um, and then most often they would get physical therapy or occupational therapy. Uh, if they had like low muscle tone, um, some kiddos would receive speech therapy, but these kids got these services from ages three to five. Um, and I was responsible for um, their IP meetings, writing their IPs. Uh, I was the team leader for all of the communication amongst all service providers, the parents, the teachers. Um, and then I relocated back to greater Boston and New Hampshire where I originally grew up. And I quickly learned that the services that were provided in New York did not exist here. Um, children stopped receiving services at age three through early intervention. Uh, and then pretty much anything after that, if children are struggling or need support, especially for kiddos that are diagnosed with ADHD or anxiety, <clears throat> and then general behavioral struggles, they are both through the school system which does not give you any, any sort of one-to-one -one support whatsoever. So I have a lot of families that, that come to me and, and ask me to help them like navigate the system and getting support through the school. So that's pretty much how um, Parenting with the Punch um, came about. I've gone through a few different um, branding uh, as my business and you know myself has evolved over the years and having moved back to the area. So pretty much uh, parenting strategist is I offer straightforward and nurturing strategies for parents and couples who want more. And the four pillars of my business are communicating effectively with both your children and your partner, uh, owning your energy, mindset, and behavior, which really teaching parents to take responsibility for um, how their energy transcends into their children because they feed off of our energy <laughs> huge and um, redesigning discipline with a strong focus on positive reinforcement strategies um, in replace of reprimands or negative reinforcement which I personally uh, do not believe in timeouts um, and then the fourth parenting on the same page so with 100% teamwork so really getting parents to um, understand child development and parent together as opposed to having different um, disciplinary styles. Amazing. It's like all these little details like really piece together the big picture. People don't think about these little things. Like I'm fascinated to also hear later on more about like your timeout theory because you know, yes. I actually have mixed feelings about that, too, because my parents were so split on it when I was growing up. Like, my mom was like, no, I don't think she deserves it. And my dad's like, yes, like, she needs it. So I actually, <laughs> if you don't mind me asking now, like, what is your theory on all of that? Well, so see, here's the thing. They, you cannot make a child feel better by making them feel worse first, right? Right. So when you put a child in time out, you are making them feel like shit pretty much. Yeah. They, they, they immediately internalize, no, but it's real. They, they immediately internalize, okay, I'm bad, right? Right. So it sticks with them. 
And, you know, keep in mind, especially at a young age, children, their brains are developed 80% by the time they're aged five. So, I mean, everything that they are exposed to and are around um, and is being modeled for them sticks with them. And it becomes part of who they are, their personality, um, and really helps mold them into the adult that they are going to be 20 years later. So with time out, um, you know, pretty much children, you know, I'll go back to, so the social emotional development for me um, is the most important. I, children need to be more, you know, fully functional in order to like, you know, handle um, relationships and friendships. And, you know, if you think about it in that respect, if children, you know, are having a hard time forming friendships or, you know, feeling confident and having that independence, then how the hell are they going to do good in school? Right. So most of the time parents, you know, struggle with, oh, my child's doing, you know, he's having a hard time in school. And a lot of the times they don't, typically like you know think about how it correlates with their self-esteem and it always comes back to the self-esteem if a child is not doing well in school then something is going on if there's a deeper meaning they don't believe in themselves they have a hard time communicating that it's hard and they don't know how to say it because they're afraid that they'll get in trouble because they're getting bad grades i mean this is just one example but yeah, so but it's all out, relatable. Um, it's all relatable it's stuff all that relatable. all makes sense, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That was very insightful. <laughs> You're welcome. So, I was going to say like what is a common thread you find especially with working both individually with the parents and the kids that seems to be that missing piece that keeps the family harmony consistent? So, what is your theory well, of some or people that you've worked with, what is something that comes up that's very common with this? Yeah, I mean, definitely pretty much like the four pillars that I discuss in my business. But I would say out of all those four, the number one is communication. There's always a communication barrier um, when children are struggling or the parents are struggling and they're not really, you know, parenting on the same page um, and children are admitting behaviors and there's frustration and parents are wanting to pull their hair out. So when they get a, um, you know, basically have a better line of communication, everything, you know, on top of obviously the other pieces that, that come into it seem to just truly, like, help. Right. No, <laughs> it's seriously, it's true, though. Start to see, yeah. Like, that's when you start to see the healthy, happy, like, thriving family. Right. No, I love that. That's so key. I feel like communication is so key with any relationship in general. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's true. So can you actually give an example of a scenario of a family you had worked with and how how that, you know, the communication worked itself out with your help? Yeah, absolutely. So... I'm trying to think of one. I know I put you on the spot, but that's what makes it more exciting. Oh, no, you're totally fine. <laughs> Lord knows I have plenty of stories. I'm it's sure. Choosing one, really. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say um, one thing that I am um, currently thinking of is they had a. So 
they each had their own parenting style, right? Like they they weren't necessarily um, in agreement with um, discipline and how they wanted to discipline their child. So, for instance, mom would um, would not necessarily agree with the timeouts. Um, and she would sort of like redirect the child and, um, you know, communicate to the child, you know, I know you're upset right now, you know, it's okay to be upset, you know, we have to learn how to use our words and, and saying like, I'm upset right now, I need space. Um, and mom would do that. And then there would be other instances where dad would put the child in a timeout and I, it was so evident to me, like you could see it in the child's face that they felt so defeated um, because their parents were not handling the behaviors consistently. They, right. they were not on the same page. So that's going to be confusing for a child. You know, if, if, if one parent is disciplining one way and then the other parent is disciplining the other way, then they become confused on what's to be expected and what they're supposed to do or how they're supposed to act, quote unquote. No, it's well, so like, true. It's true, especially because so, you were saying when when kids are young, it's all about the consistency and creating that structure, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And they need, and kids, they really, like, they need to see their parents on the same page because you are their, you're their world. You're their everything. Like, they love you so much, and obviously they know that, you know, that their parents love them so much, but it can get very confusing when they don't see that their parents are working together and they don't see that like love and harmony. And it really can go a long way when you have the opposite. Right. <laughs> you have parents that are like working together and like communicating, you know, uh, you know, with the child in the same way and using the same verbatim language. And, you know, a lot of it was really just educating both parents together and like letting them have their, you know, their each their time to talk and sort of like discuss, you know, how they feel they, they want to parent. And then just, again, like educating them about child development and, and the, the whole self-esteem and, um, you know, wanting to create that, that happier, more independent child um, with, you know, making them feel more confident and not using reprimands or, you know, negative reinforcement by punishment, then that's when you see the self-esteem soar. And then, of course, that's going to fold over into the parent-child relationship. There's going to be more harmony. And then the parents are going to be getting along more. <laughs> right. It's so <laughs> you know, true. So that, right, everything becomes aligned. Right. No, that's exactly. really insightful. It's so true. So, I mean, yeah, back to the beginning, but communication is so important. Yes. Awesome. Okay, so we know Valentine's Day is two days away, so let's totally talk about this topic with parents yes. and kids. <laughs> so what is your theory? Like, how do you find a happy medium with making the kids happy but also getting, you know, your alone time with the parents? What is your advice for all of the above? Well, I think... You know, I hear this all the time, um, and I know it's hard. I, I, I understand that the balance can be difficult, and there, you know, it, you're juggling a lot. But I often hear that parents um, 
usually more so the moms, but it depends. It depends on the dads too, but they feel that um, their children come first before their partner. And this is where <laughs> the number one mistake happens when you put your children first before your relationship. And any professional, um, you know, relationship therapist, family therapist will tell you that in order to have a healthy, happy, thriving family, that you have to put your relationship first because you can't pour from an empty cup. So, you know, really um, working on putting your partner first and, and having that, that me time with each other um, is really important. And, of course, you know, with Valentine's Day here, um, I would, you know – for families, obviously, that might not have somebody that could, you know, watch the kids or, I mean, it could be simple as uh, when the kids go to bed, just literally taking, like, 15 minutes in bed or if it's downstairs, wherever it is. And just, like, talk, and you don't necessarily have to talk about work because, you know, a lot of us don't necessarily walk in or, or care about, you know, having that discussion about how their day was necessarily with work, but have that open communication about, like, just life, like each other, you know, G give each other a compliment, um, you know, say something, some, something nice. <laughs> right. Um, that really, like, helps that tone for um, just, like, more open communication. Um, and this is another one that is... Uh, kind of taboo t taboo and and you know it's whether or not i sh shouldn't be saying it is you need to have sex right <laughs> sex is also such a huge important piece of the relationship and again i you know i do i do have to have this conversation with some of my families because a lot of the times it is so evident to me that there is like th that that you know their relationship is is failing it, it, it's they're they're struggling so hard um and you know it, it's just that's just the reality of it right um so it's really trying to like help the parents to like find themselves again in each other and really like putting themselves first so they can be on the same page and just like bring back that harmony so would you recommend like the standard date night still once a week? Like what do you normally yeah. tell the parents you work with? I'm fascinated for you to tell our audience. Yeah, I, I pretty much tell them, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be once a week, obviously depending on, you know, their, their network of, of people and whether or not they have family or friends or babysitters that they can get, but at least once every other week. So at least twice a month, you each get to pick, you know, something that would be fun for you. It can be something simple, could maybe, and I also encourage, try and do something that you maybe haven't done together. Or try and go back to, you know, something that <clears throat> something that you used to do when you first started dating prior to children. Something that will, like, take you back to the, the spark and the fun that you had together as a couple prior to children. Um, but it really is so important that you carve out that time for, you know, for the me time in the relationship. I love it. I love it. We'll see it. Yeah. And then what do you recommend, obviously for kids? Like what should the parents do with their kids too, to make it, you know, happy time for everybody when they, before they get their own time? Yeah. I mean, I, 
I tell a lot of my families, I, I've had quite a few, you know, they literally, because I've had um, kiddos that, um, not necessarily diagnosed, because of course they're young, they're toddler age, but, you know, they'll they'll get anxiety and they'll get upset, like when mom or dad leaves. And, you know, it's really just, you know, communicating to the parents and encouraging them that they might be upset at first, um, but they will get over it. <laughs> Right, um, right. It's the initial first, like, half hour, it's probably. It's the initial first. <laughs> you, you know, some kids, obviously, they might get upset for 10 minutes. Some might get upset for half an hour, you know, but then eventually they get over it. But it's really healthy for them to see um, because then you're you're also helping create that divide and separation anxiety with the child and the parent. That's true, too, um, right? Good point. So it's just, you know, it's just a simple, like, hey, you know, mommy and daddy – to go out uh you know we're just going and you can you can say some you know you can say anything you can say that you're going to um see a friend or you know it's not you don't necessarily have to explain to them exactly where it is that you're going or you just say that you know you need mommy and daddy time so when we come home you know (laughs) we can be happy and we'll see when, when you know when we get home and you can i mean there's so much that you can do to like help with children with transitions like there's books that you can read um there's just so much i mean you can print out a visual um or even just have like a picture of mommy or daddy um i've had clients that have like used that and they will they'll just like hold it with them (laughs) when the parents are gone and that helps because that just creates that like safety right these were great tips, Amanda. I love it. Very insightful. <laughs> Seriously, because well, people don't think about these things. And I do totally like, I'm not at the, I don't have kids yet myself, but like just seeing even my right. older siblings that have really young ones and, you know, stuff like that, that I've actually seen from their perspective, like struggles that they've dealt with, you know? So it's very relatable. Yes. Good, good stuff. So they also just, you know, they have to hire you, right? To get to know like the dig yeah. deep, <laughs> dig deep into Amanda parenting with a punch strategies. So yeah, <laughs> that would be important. It's just, absolutely. And, you know, it, parents aren't, there's no manual, right? And it, it's not, unless you have that background or it comes like that natural to you, you're not going to naturally think about these things. And that's okay. It doesn't make you a bad parent. It's just when there's, support and there's there's resources out there i strongly encourage parents to do it because it could totally save their life right right no awesome stuff so we're gonna play a quick little game time so people get to know amanda a little better but also know your thought process on like things parents should have with them on the go like little fun stuff like that there's no pressure in terms of like time limit of when to answer the question you can answer them however you want this is just how people can get to know amanda a little better so okay first question what is something that a parent should have on them at all times um, and it, obviously, you know, I know your demographics, mostly families you work with are kids from two to six. So what should parents have with them at all times if they have kids around that age? I would say um, a favorite toy or a stuffed animal. Really? Okay. So why stuffed animal? Yeah. Well, the stuffed animal, I mean, it's a lot of kids. Well, I guess it depends on the families, obviously, and whether or not they kind of try and promote that but it's a safety it's it's a the children feel comfortable that they're um you know in an environment where they may not you know know very well or it, it just it, it helps children with transition whether or not they struggle with it or not sometimes you don't know until you're in it right that's a good <laughs> sometimes point sometimes you're 
out in public or, you know, you're going somewhere different and, you know, and you could be a new parent and it could be like the first time that you're experiencing, you know, going to like the dentist or something, for example, and just having something that can make that child like feel comfortable right. and feel safe. Um, really really helps no it's it's so so truthful good facts i'm a stuffed animal person i always had mine growing up with me at all times so i can attest to that (laughs) yeah Yeah. okay so now we're gonna get to know amanda personally a little better so what is something you have to do in your daily routine every day exercise whether or not it is going to the gym or just 50 squats a day. I do my 50 squats. Wait, so repeat what you said again. It was a little fuzzy. So what, what you had to work out, but what were the things you do in your workout? Um, I do, I do high intensity interval workouts, uh, at my gym. I also do power yoga. Um, that's awesome. What's power yoga? It is. So my gym, um, specifically does, um, Baptiste yoga, which is pretty much, it's, it's free flowing. So you are, it's not like your 26 positions of yoga where you're like in the, in the position for 30 seconds or a minute at a time, you're constantly flowing throughout. So like you're moving. So you're sweating, basically you're sweating a ton. Oh yeah. And it's heated. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Good for you. I totally have to agree with you. I work out more now than I ever have, and I feel like it's very therapeutic. Right? Yes. Would you agree with that? Yeah. It's like you release all the shit that you've dealt with all day. Yeah. Yeah. 150%. Yes. No, it's true. I love that. So if you were stranded on a desert island, what would be the one item that you would bring with you and why? Figure, Figure your dog Brooklyn would already be there. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, that, this is gonna sound so silly, but especially after just coming back from like an exotic island and being like so carefree, um, I would say either my pillow, <laughs> like super, like my pillow that is like my world. It is so comfortable. It helps your sleep, you know, your neck positioning, everything, or a water bottle, honestly. Yeah, but you'd have water because you'd be on the water. So we'll go with pillow. But the ocean, though. You can't drink ocean water. That's you? a good point. I don't know. I, I Cool fact I, of the day. We'll have to look like it up salt. after we chat. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the, salt may, the salt may make it more. Um, but, yeah, on, probably a pillow. Or it would be a water bottle to catch the water when it's raining. Um, yeah. Because that's, <laughs> you need water to survive. <laughs> I love your creativity there. That is creative. That's hysterical. I really like the pillow thing, though, too. I am so anal about pillows. Like, they have to be comfortable. I hate the super soft ones. I'm sorry if you like yes, them. I just no, can't. It doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't give you any, like, any protection. Nothing. No, it's so true. I love that. Oh, my God. Great answers. Bravo. I love the rain-catching water bottle. That's hysterical. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so okay since you love working out though what is your guilty pleasure of food what is something that you would have to like your favorite food of all time my favorite food, the new york pizza oh good one or italian food italian food well i consider pizza kind of italian food right i don't know yeah yeah definitely on the, some the, level the good italian spots 
in New York, for sure, especially Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah. Hands down the best. No, that's so awesome. So, you know, being from New Hampshire and living in New York, what, like, that's, it's totally different lifestyles, right? Oh, yes. It's a total um, culture shock. Yeah. (laughs) Being in New Hampshire uh, as opposed to being in Brooklyn. Well, there's just so much going on in, well, now with all the renovations and stuff, but I mean, it's just fast paced down there. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, I mean, you're, you're in the city, you're, you know, there's a lot, lot of diversity. Um, unfortunately, where I'm located in southern New Hampshire, there's not much diversity. Um, I'm somebody that craves culture and diversity and just... Um, That's why you come to Boston you know, and you travel to New York, right? You still do all the traveling. You're you're on the boat to diversity. Yes, I, I am. I am. Yeah. And I'm in the process of moving back to the city, so... <laughs> Which is very exciting. Yes. All good things. So before we close out, I do want for you to share with our audience about your amazing trip you just had that we just had a little sneak peek of you discussing. But tell us about your experience in Bali, please. Oh, um, Bali was, I, I can't, one word transformational. Um, I attended a women's retreat for five days, um, which basically consisted of just like heart-centered work, um, you know, really tapping into, um, you know, yourself and, and your own energy and mindset um, through a lot of meditation, um, a little bit of yoga, and then, and of course, how you apply that into your business, um, because even though my strategy and my approach is straightforward um you know families quickly learned that i was given a gift to do the work that i do children just immediately take to me um and i'm really able to get through to parents in order to teach them everything that they need to know in order to to help them get the results that they want um so that for me was, was powerful was really beautiful yeah just, yeah it was super super powerful to be able to just and and then after that I pretty much just took like six days to myself and one of the other women from the retreat ended up joining me for a few nights but you know what it is I it's such a sacred holy land um how far know, was it by flight you, uh 20 over 24 hours crazy yeah that's yeah, awesome really yeah, really long fright. But, yeah, it's just the energy there. Um, you know, again, with it being such like a, a holy, sacred ground, whether or not, you know, you believe in a higher power or you're spiritual or um, you can just feel it. And the people, um, because they have such respect for their culture and their land and their people, um, it's just – it. It, you can just feel it. So, you know, that that alone. Um, and the food, oh my gosh, the food. Like, it. almost every single meal that I had, especially on the retreat and where we, where we went, because we ended up traveling a lot, probably like over an hour a lot of the times when we'd go out to dinner, was made with love. Like, no joke, the, the food was delicious. It, like, you could tell that like everything was fresh, everything was 
was you know made with love prepared. yeah and yeah like it just it you could feel it you could feel it I can't it's uh, it's it's so hard to like put into words um but the trip was just it was just amazing it for anybody that is looking to I don't I, I don't mean I don't even know <laughs> whether or not to to feel more whole or, or even just to like get the the spiritual vibe I highly highly recommend visiting Bali awesome sold me I'm fascinated (laughs) (laughs) no I love it I love it and it seems like you are so cleansed like obviously I was following pictures online people so definitely follow parenting with a punch (laughs) Um, but we'll get into your social channels in a minute or so but if I were supposed to you know if I was interested in meeting with you for, for the first time for a consultation how does that work so right now I actually um haven't so this will be my first time to the public yay um i just i'm launching a toddler behavior boot camp uh course um which is pretty much my in-person um two hours and follow-up calls handouts um mileage included but um that is for parents that don't need as much intensive because the programs that i'm currently offering are three and six month programs um, in person and virtual, so online um, via Skype, um, or even just calls if, if families aren't comfortable doing the um, the video calls. Um, so as far as I offer 30-minute strategy calls um, that you can book online, so that's a great way to get to know me a little bit more, the services that I offer, um, and to see if we would be a good fit working together. You can book that online at parentingwithapunch.com. Awesome. And then obviously, of course, share us your social media channels so they can get social with you. Yes. So my Instagram is also Parenting with a Punch. Uh, my business Facebook page is Parenting with a Punch. My Twitter account is Parent with Punch. And my LinkedIn is under my full name, Amanda LP. Woo! Sounds awesome. Everybody's got to get social with Amanda. She has really inspiring stuff she posts. Seriously, I love your Instagram. It's really inspiring. Thank you. No problem. It has been such a pleasure to have you today. Thank you. It was so fun. Yeah, it was so fun. Oh, my God. I loved it. It was it was a variety of everything, right? It was a lot of fun. Yes. Last chat with you, girl. Yeah, <laughs> always. And we're going to come back next month. So we will keep you updated on the topic for what's next for March. But, Amanda, thanks again so much for coming on today. Everybody definitely gets social with Parenting with a Punch. And inquiries can be met at parentingwithapunch.com. And stay tuned for who's next on scene. Thanks so much for tuning in to Next On Scene. Are you next? We want to hear from you. Get in touch with us at getseen at jzsocialenterprises.com. Get social with us at jzsocialenterprises on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And are you next? Don't forget, we want to hear from you. Stay tuned for Who's Next On Scene. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.